152 milligrams of protein. Mm. There you go. You just shove that right in your little creatine jar, like when you start to run out. Problem solved. Hello, welcome to the other school. <laughs> well, <laughs> also contains I almost got sodium, you. cholesterol, fat, traces of vitamin B12. Damn. I like that Rob thought he got us, but I was all into just continuing the conversation. <laughs> I was just happy I didn't have to repeat myself. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Oddest War Gamer, or as I like to think of it, sometimes the the three amigos uh, mm. is. Uh... <laughs> I'm the parrot. That's what he says to all the amigos, but I'm in. <laughs> that will do. Uh, Val. Uh, Falcon, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, everyone in the Twitch chat. What's going on? Uh, how's things? How are you two? How are you, Pete? You look like you are. You look like a Care Bear who's angry. <laughs> well, thank you. Who <laughs> stopped caring? <laughs> yeah. No care. The bear. Care Bear. The apathy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Pete. Pete's sister once drew me as a Care Bear. Is uh, that true? Not my sister. Not my sister. Pete's friend. Yeah, yeah, she worked on the Care Bears cartoon, so I had her draw some of my my friends back in the day um, as Care Bears. I've got a few of them still somewhere. I've got a Val Orc Bear um, with a little uh, tennis shoe on his belly. Um, There's a Pablo Ultramarine Bear, a Jeff Robinson uh, Bulldog Bear. i got a little going on there. That's cute. I'm actually very jealous. Val actually hated it. Everybody else was like, I'm going to Instagram this. I was like, don't ever show this to me. I fucking can. I maybe can't I was, believe you spent Maybe I was sensitive about the shoe. Trash fucking awful person. That was, that was what the exact words he used. <laughs> Called uh, me I, and said it. Can I thank everyone in the chat? Sinful Gaming, thank you for resubscribing. Also to Burn the Tail uh, for subscribing for the first time. NJ Pegasus as well for resubscribing. Ah, and you. everyone in the chat. Groaty Woaty. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in live today bow how are you great found this shirt it's probably a little too tight to wear in real life but because i'm on tv can't tell that it's a crop top is that no popcorn problem. on it is that popcorn? yeah they're popcorns pete yeah they're popcorns <laughs> this isn't your shirt <laughs> my favorite shirt fuck <laughs> <Not> you <laughs> wow Okay. Uh, hello, everyone in the chat. Uh, thanks for Coming out here. swinging. Yeah. That's <laughs> us today, buddy. It's a big day. Uh, big 40K day. world. 40K world. Before we get into the 40K world, any adjacency thoughts? Anything that's popped up? Uh, Val, uh, anything? Uh, Pete? Oh, shoot. You, we're trying to get it out of the way now. That's the idea. I get it. No, no, not get out get of the way. I'm just wondering what is. hot... Like, sometimes you got a burning issue, and I thought you'd just let it get straight out... <laughs> Like <laughs> before, before I went to sleep last night, I watched a CFB Canadian Film Board and France uh, co jam on the Treaty of Versailles. Mm-mm. Ninety minutes of uh, of uh, of Treaty of Versailles last night. Thanks. Tur- turns out, uh, wasn't the best treaty. Um, no, no, there were some issues. Also. Um, a little while back, I watched another uh, incredible video about uh, Woodrow Wilson and mm-hmm. what a horrible person he was. Mm-hmm. And um, also, like, there's like this general movement to like recast him as one of the worst presidents ever. And there's a lot, there's a lot to be said about that. And um, 
anyway, it's funny because the previous narrative of Woodrow Wilson and the Woodrow Wilson administration long before our time, guys, for those for those following the show. Yep. This is Green Day wrote Bush no songs about him. No Green Day song, no Eminem rap track. Um <laughs> uh, so anyway, Woodrow Wilson uh, had his whole 13 points, and he went over there as the big savior and all this shit. But the narrative of Woodrow Wilson has always been that he was like a super progressive like hero president, whereas in reality, he was a white supremacist racist president and really incompetent. And um, it's funny because this is Paris 1919, which was a, a very big-time book uh, about the Treaty of Versailles that came out of Canada a few years back, and... Um, and in it, it's the old narrative of, of Woodrow Wilson, and it just feels perverse watching someone celebrate this man, knowing what I know of him now. There you go. That's a little Jason. Mm-hmm. A lot of a go. lot of revisionist history. I've actually just started listening to a podcast about all of the different forms of revisionist history that exist out there at the moment. It's quite fascinating. Uh, I was I was listening um, yesterday to the story of the first woman. Uh, whoever was uh, well, was nominated to join like the English Art Board or whatever it was or some something like that along those lines, some fancy dandy lads, uh, and uh, she got she she lost out on being a part of it by like two votes, and then like the next round of voting they were like, here are all the laws we're putting in place so women can never get on the board, and get this close again. It was like so close, it was like we're shutting this the fuck down. Uh, it's <laughs> oh, dudes really don't like women. Uh, being mm-hmm. that's really not a mm-hmm. thing that they like. <laughs> nope. Yeah, uh, yes, that's right. Supreme Gladwell. dislike. Yes, they supremely do. Anyway, uh, I don't think uh, that's a good start to the show. So probably. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm, I finished uh, Parks and Recreation. The end. Really it made me sad. It made me sad because I never oh. watched all of it the first time through. I was a little busy with children and life, and uh, so I finished it finally. Really sad, really bittersweet. Loved the ending. Really it ended well done. when it was supposed to. Really yeah, ended yeah. when it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Makes me happy, considering so many other shows I loved didn't. Just didn't. They were like, we're going to give her a let her go. And you're like, please don't do this anymore. Pour one out for Kim's convenience. Oh, my God. I can't believe still that they're canceling that show. Yeah. Guys, guys I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to do a little video. They even brought it up on video. Saturday Night Live. They were uh, Bo and Yang or whatever. It was like save Kim's convenience during one of those little things. I was like, good for you, guy. Yeah, good for you, guy. Agreed. My favorite, the weekend check-in. Love that. Love that bit. Love that skit. Uh, that's good. Uh, okay, well, uh, 40K, 40K news. Not that I need to bring it around, but I will anyway, just because. Uh, looks like maybe there's a orc book on the way. Some hot orc <laughs> article. Maybe the an orc book. Any thoughts about that? I um, <laughs> think that's probably happening. I think that we're looking at Admech, Sisters, and Orcs in some kind of order in the next little bit. I think that's your next three books. We're seeing leaks of all the new Admech weapons already because they're in the new reboxes. Yeah. So that's obviously a thing. Dragoons. Uh, yeah. We've got a new Sisters model um, that doesn't have points for matched play. So Good times. That exists already. You can just buy it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy they made uh, Bellastarian Dragoons better, um, at least on paper. Yeah. Me too. I sus- Me too. I, su- I suspect if we were in like a proper rapid release uh, schedule that they would be next month and those two books would be this month. But instead, it's probably going to be like June for the Orcs Codex. That's what it feels like to me. 
soon as we were talking off air we were saying uh do we think because cycle wise that's right cycle wise <coughs> uh but a year away from the end of the cycle uh if a game is a three-year <laughs> yeah. ed- a game is a three-year edition we're almost a year into uh new 40k which means we're only a year away from the the uh, the uh, psychic awakening whatever ending of this edition and whether or not because yeah. basically no one's played it but they have also made but I was like, no one's really played this edition. But I was like, well, they've also sold loads of the edition, which is really the key indicator that they pay attention to, not how many reps you got in. Um, you know, uh, you, like, you know just what? like it's like a gym membership, right? Like they're <laughs> like, we'll have your money. You can come as much as you want or not. Your choice. Uh, for the record, as I've said a thousand times on the show, I'd love to have a 40K gym membership. Um, in fact, I already do because I pay two ninety nine a month for or whatever the Canadian equivalent is for the list-building app. Good times. Um, what was I going to say? Subscriptions. Fudge. It's gone. Sandapa. It's okay, now. <laughs> Someone else talk. We all have bad days. Uh, <laughs> Pete, you got any thoughts days. about us only being a year away from the end? The year oh, I got it. The- I got it. Oh, yeah. I got it. 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 Funny to me impression. that because your dragon impression has been making me giggle. Uh, funny to me that um, very likely, or at least maybe likely, that Games Workshop has been further delayed uh, because of the Suez Canal cr- closure. Mm, mm. I bet you like, it would be great if they were like, oh, right, there's a, there's a cargo container. It's going to be here next week, and then all problems are over, fellas. And then Suez Canal closed due to ship being wedged inside of it. And then they're like, <laughs> and then have you seen that they've started to blame the only lady Egyptian lady sea captain? They've started to blame her for 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 docking the ship in, and she was on a boat two hundred miles away. And they were like, <laughs> "Your fault." Ah, <laughs> uh, at least oh. they're transparent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so yeah, I mean, also, some upcoming uh, bo- well, for your dragoon impersonation, if you could add a ball gag, it would really round it out nicely. Yeah, you're more into Velociraptor territory at this point. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing. I'm not the best at it, this sort of stuff. You I need more BDSM elements in your yeah. in your dragoon. There you go. In my skit, generally, I think uh, yeah. more <laughs> more more references to BDSM where mm-hmm. possible. <laughs> Just turn Nikos into a gimp. Just give him a full leather zipper costume. <laughs> I'd be too That's scared. Not, yeah, he's too, too sexy. Yeah. Don't do this. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, there's, uh, I was talking to um, uh, Val uh, a moment ago, Pete, about terrain. Mm-hmm. Terrain. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to mm-hmm. pick yours two's brains about terrain if I could. Um, mm-hmm. Because I've for my boards at the TSN Arena, I've designed... Four boards that are ALs and then either four crates or four trees, forests. And then I'm going to do, get ready for it, four boards that are eight crates and then either four crates or four forests. Come at me. How do you feel about that? Tell me what you think. Like no obscuring terrain? just No, crates? no, the crates are obscuring, aren't they? Because they're obscuring and also impassable. If they're but more they're than five pr- inches tall. Yeah, they're they're very tall. They're not crates. Okay. It's like it's kind of, so not crates because but because they're tall, but they're impassable. Instead of being breachable and obscuring, they're impassable and obscuring on half the boards. How do you feel about that? That's a technical question. Yeah. Fucking, I'm into it. That. I'm super into it. I want. Let's do it together. Really? Let's make it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what? There's too much bullshit. Fix it. Impassable, <laughs> obscuring terrain. Yep. Fuck them up, boys. Like, hey, everybody, get out of here. Stop being bad. The end. Yeah. Drukare will win on this table always. Everybody else, fuck them. <laughs> I feel like you really got me at the start and then the end bit makes you feel like you think it's a bad idea and I'm not no, sure. No, I actually do. I think it's a good idea once Trukari can fix so that people don't just like uh, like hide behind these impassable crates with their raiders which they can fly over because they're the only boys that can and then flame you for a billion while you have to run around them like some chump. Yeah, yeah. I, but otherwise, I, I love it. Oh, thanks. I, I, it took on a while mainly because that was just the most boring thing. I was looking at the glorious terrain. I was telling Val a moment ago. There's some really nice looking terrain at Smokestack GT, I think. Hot <laughs> Wheels. Motor City Mayhem. <laughs> Sorry, MCM. The Motor City Mayhem. And the boards look really nice there. The boards look really nice there. But they're all just L's. L's. Um, yeah, they're all L's. Everybody's just like, we got to do L's. We got to do ruins. So, no, I'm actually serious about mixing it up. Um... I think it's like people have kind of come to uh, this is the only way we can run this game and, and make it fun and be legit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are leaning like WTC, like here's some, a couple crates, mostly L's. Let's let's hide as much as we can situation, which I mean is not 100% true. There's 9, 11, whatever table t- setups, but whatever. Um, but that's like there's so many other bits of terrain we can be using and trying out and seeing what works. So go for it. Live your dream. Don't don't be shackled by our like small brain society of idiots that think they know how to run events. Do <laughs> what you want to do. I, will. I just want to. I just, just want to shout out. Uh, well, I don't know if I want to shout them out given Michigan's current situation with the whole virus thing, but nonetheless, want to say that in general, I am in uh, extreme support of a uh, large tournament forming, coalescing around uh, the Motor City, a.k.a. Detroit, because that is like an ITC mole in the midst of some of the awfulest uh, metas that exist in uh, in American 40K. Um, and it's also super close to my house here in Canada, so I could go to it if it ever got could big. You, Same. Could it's you really expand more on your thoughts and what that means? Because I don't really... Like that, there's a bit in there. Like, what, what is, what's the problem with Detroit and all that area generally? Well, I, I mean, they have a lot of weird yes, stuff. Speak. So that that's what I would refer to as the Midwest or Adepticon meta, which mm-hmm. is is uh, largely populated by weirdo TOs who have really snowflake and unusual rules and formats. Mm-hmm. and also generally seem to be disdainful of actual competitive play despite running a bunch of tournaments. Uh, so things like the Michigan GT and the Adepticon singles, um, uh, these are um, the biggest events around there, and uh, I would love to see an event with just a nice competitive format that actually likes competitive players. Okay. Okay. And you think that that, that previously wasn't around the area. So... Um... Uh, so Monster Truck uh, Rally uh, GT is looking like it could be a good one in that setup. Well, I have no idea. This is their first rodeo or their first uh, Monster Truck event, and uh, hopefully it hopefully it works. 
Dan Whedon said, and this kid's himself now got half the Midwest mad at him. Quality subtweet. <laughs> been, uh, been talking smack about them for a long time. He really has. I mean, he's gone on rants. Um, just no one listens. No one listens. <laughs> Just switch off. I have a personal vendetta. I have a personal he vendetta. He does. In fact, my my uh, a hot take I made once about Adepticon uh, was turned into an attempted viral video by uh, Tactical Tortoise, although no one watched it. Yeah. As I is the know. way of his people. I did, though. It was great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, uh, thanks for thanks for hearing me out on the terrain issue. Nick uh, suggested that I do a 3-2-2 format. Um, that kind mm-hmm. of affected my sensibilities uh, because I, I was like, oh my god, that's so intense. I don't know which would be the 3 2 2. Uh, what is it? 3? That doesn't make sense. Was it? That's 7, isn't it? 4 2 2. That is 7. So uh, 3 3 2. 4 2 2. Oh my god. Yeah. You guys talking soccer tactics? What are we doing here? Yeah, you're yeah, talking this about. Is, uh, yeah, soccer plays. Have you got any thoughts, Pete, about like terrain? I'm not into soccer. Yeah, me either. Have you got any thoughts about terrain boards for 40k at the moment anyway? Like, any top-level thoughts or any, like, low-down tech thoughts? Nope. I think just mixing it up. We need to mix it up some more because I don't know if we're at where we're supposed to be at. That's all I want. I want to see some more mixing it up. We talk a lot about what's Planet Bowling Ball and what's not. I want to see it. Right? Dallas Open posted all their pictures like a week ago and everyone was like, these boards are trash. I don't know how you even think you can have an event with this stuff. Um probably 50 percent accurate there because they didn't look good but, <laughs> but you gotta uh, know that the the, the uh the tl's like oh yeah tell me how shitty it is yes <laughs> but uh you know yes, they they say they stronger. fix it we'll see maybe maybe they only needed one or two more pieces maybe they didn't need any at all but let's do it let's see this stuff out see what changes and, and work this out together because there haven't been enough events I mean, there's what, TTS is stuff, what you're saying the same bullshit. So, is what you're saying that there's not enough data, Pete? Oh my god! For terrain, yeah, not enough data for terrain at all. Nobody like marks down terrain stuff. I guess Goonhammer sometimes tries to collect it from random events. They're like, here's the general setup of what terrain looked like, but like, let's get some nitty gritty. Like, mm, mm, get rats. it in there. That's what we're doing. Well, anyway, yeah. So it's been fairly challenging. I'd like you to know that Tom, as a consummate 40k player. Um, and also me, who's been taking some pretty like serious looks at this stuff. It still took us over an hour to design roughly the format of the boards. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like a lot to put on a customer to a fruit to like, fly. That is a lot of time. Like they <laughs> will have gone through most of their like gestational stages at this point. Yeah, an hour, Rob. Holy shit. It felt like a long time to have to like go through something like that. Like, right. An hour able... with Tom does feel like a long time, so I feel you. I feel you. He can that fit a lot extends. in an hour. He can fit he a can. lot in an hour. Yeah. Yeah, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I do care, baby. I do. <laughs> Val, you got any thoughts I wink on with it? Both eyes. Whoa. On terrain, um, I don't know. I've I've played like a handful of games, mostly on TTS. Mm-hmm. And in general, just done the put a bunch of line of sight blocking terrain in the middle and something to hide in in the deployment zone. I don't know. I don't find it's that complicated. I like well, the fact that there's other stuff that does stuff in the game. So, like, I, th- I again maintain that it's good to have forests and craters around to screw up charge angles and stuff like that and make things more difficult in certain mm-hmm, important mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but aside from that, I just, you know, just get out there and play some 40K, boys. Mix it yeah. up. 
Mix it up. Mix it up. I want to see 40k, no terrain. Just that. I want to see that game. Yeah? Just two dudes eyeballing each other like, holy shit. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Mistakes were made. Let's do this up. (laughs) That's what I want to see. I think that would be really good. Uh, Which, um, yeah. Anyway, I just thought uh, I'd bring that up. Also, just a quick side note. There is Oh, go on. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say there's a comment in, in here that uh, apparently the chat is asking that I be given a rant section at the top of the show. I'm in for that. Uh, they suggested pointing the Heffelfinger as perhaps a name for it. And uh, I'm talking because I'm trying to find the uh, – I actually had on Stat Center a little, a little sound effect for mm-hmm. a rant section. And we I can't remember what section. it was called. Did you, so, did, you do the, did you do the rant section? Yeah, uh, look, he did it I'm, a few times. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find our, our little bump for it. So you guys keep talking amongst yourselves, and I'll just interrupt you rudely with, uh, with As uh, you do. the thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chapter Master Val rants. <laughs> I like that. That's, I like that's that. better. That's better than whatever I came up with for sure. <laughs> that's really good, Nicky Dorliams. Excellent work there. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't have much. It just it felt like a long time to come up with the rules for it, but whatever. I'm excited mainly because that means I'm excited I, I, for you. Thank you, Rob. Me, I'm yeah. so excited for you because it means. But then also, I was thinking about those poor fucking tos who have to do a billion tables of trade, and I was like, those yeah. poor fuckers just do like those fucking plastic idiots. cards. Idiots. Get 600 the, people. Get your Idiots. shit to fucking gather. <laughs> Start a company that makes this shit. Reese Robbins this business. He's Man, done it. He's done that shit. Tables. He's like, he's touring with a, with a traveling set of terrain, he's touring. right? Yeah, yeah. he's touring oh, yeah. now. Like, it's yeah. him, George Harrison, Back from the Dead, um, Frankie Giampapa, mm-hmm. Pablo well, Martinez. I thought you were going to go, like, uh, for loads Fred Durst. Of... Fred Durst, thank you. That's the... <laughs> That's the FLG crew now. FLG I saw crew, Linkin the ghost Park. of George Harrison, no, not, Fred Durst, and them. Not Linkin Park. I saw Limp Biscuit on their return show at Download. So the first time they'd played a show since they'd retired many years yeah. ago. Uh, I think it's like 10 years ago. And it was brilliant. Hold on to your butt. You just yeah. triggered a hot and heavy. Heffeltorial. Heffeltorial. There we go. That's why no one remembers. Because it was chocolate. Heffeltorial is terrible. Hot dog, hot dog flavored water mm-hmm. was a hot classic. Hot dog flavored water. Yeah. It had such hits as Roll Out. Um, um, something about hot dog flavored water, I'm sure, because his name was the, the Mission the Impossible CD. cover in there. Was it, it on that? Was on that I one? I don't know. No, it's on the next no. album. Um, hmm. I think Roll Out was on it, and um, there was another one that that had like dancers j- jumping up and down in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, from my much music days, I do remember that. And um, Fred Durst yeah. has a great energy, though. He's just he... like, yeah, yeah, he's like he's like a giant rat man, just yeah. full of energy. Like if a rat turned into a person. <laughs> and wore a baseball cap backwards. Fred Durst would just oh, big morph shout into to him and be like an animal. Uh, can I just say thanks to Get Hucked in the chat, who's a long-time Hydro homie, first-time Grot Ganger. Welcome to the gang, Get Hucked. Uh, this is, yeah. Apparently he streams games now. He, f- I feel like he dresses like someone. Games? Yeah, he dresses <laughs> like someone who plays 40K. Come on. I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> 
backwards. I'm sure he has like a website. I'm also going to ask him his ideas about uh, 40k terrain in ninth edition. All right, I'm not going to ever bring it up again. By the way, I'm going to do this and I'm going to screenshot it. No, Rob, you're you don't understand. Like this is happening. Okay. Wait, you have his number to to message him. Listen, (laughs) I have access to the interweb. Uh, hey, can we talk about the fact that Pablo Martinez won an RTT over the weekend? He sure. did. Oh, if you call 725-228-5100, you can speak to Fred Durst's agent. So, it's right Do here. Do we want to get Fred Durst on the show is the real question. Is that what we're aiming for? I was just aiming to ask him some questions via email or text uh, or, or tweet. But, I mean, if you want to go all the way, the phone number is right there. One Google away. All right, fine. I think we should try and get every celebrity on the 40K Jason show. Vin Diesel, Colin suggests. Um, Vin Diesel, yeah. yeah. But, he plays but D&D. Talk- I bet he plays 40K. He definitely plays to inform 40K. you guys that Fred Durst is not on Cameo, so I cannot get him to do uh, an intro for the show, unfortunately. Apologize. Get with the uh, times, Fred Durst. What did, uh, what did Pablo win with over the weekend? And was Grant. it... Uh, Necrons, Necrons. Little, little Necrons going all the way. Silent King, forty warriors, um, coupled Catans. Like it was Silent King, double Catan, I believe was the list. Super neat, super cute. Some scarabs, just living was his it a dream. One day, yeah, it was one day. It was three, right, it was three, three games. He beat Knights in the final round. Yeah. Okay. And Knights yeah. somehow got to the final round. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, Knights, Knights, Knights do have a, a list right now. Knights well, have a list. What's the yeah. list? It's all the little um, fellas, isn't it? No, it's the Knight Megara that came out in the Force World Index is absolutely really good. Bam Margera. I Bam Margera. On cameo. The Bam Margera Knight. Because um, all <laughs> like if you only play into like Marines in particular, um, you're in a real good show with the Majera, Megara, Megara, Megara. Like because mm-hmm. uh, it's it is based off of the, the same character name, uh, but um, yeah, because everything is damage three on that on that sucker bitch. So. It oh, literally shit. all its weapons it, in close combat. It's damage three. It's got a four up invuln all the time. Well, five up invuln, but rotate uh, shields works in close combat as long as it's an all the time uh, invuln. So, like, you can make a triple Megara list or Megara and a bunch of little boys lists that does really well. Um, so, yeah. So, like, there is a, a situation. I'm not sure if that was what he beat, but whatever. It, Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. I, I mean, uh, Pablo smashing it out. That's got to be really exciting uh, for boy. him. Boy, he's our best boy. He's a great human being. Just a great he's human being. the best being. of us. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know who Pablo is, and we're just referencing, Pablo is a, a, a young gentleman uh, who's very into the 40K community, works uh, for FLG or with FLG or for FLG or like whatever, and then uh, he's just a, just a treasure. You should uh, check him yeah, out at some point. Just a treasure. Just a treasure. He more than anyone, has made me feel more old than I've ever felt in my life. Why? Um, two years ago, when I went to BAO for the first time, maybe three years ago now, holy patoot, um, he and I stayed in a hotel together. Um, and um, as we were hanging out, um, I can't remember, something came up um, about our childhoods. And when I brought up my age... He looked at me like I was literally about to die. Like I was one <laughs> foot in the grave. He was like, how old are you? I was like, I'm, I'm 37. And he was like, oh, my God. You're the same age as Reese. And I was like, yeah. Very close, yeah. 
And he's like, oh, wow, I thought you were like 22. I was like, well, thank you. That's nice. He's like, but no, you're going to like, you probably have like blood pressure medication. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) What was it like living in your town? (laughs) He was was not like trying to tell a joke. He was more like he was really interested in what it was like growing up in the the 90s. Like (laughs) he has only scant memories of the Bush administration. Barely knows anything of the Bush administration. Um, <laughs> yeah, Reese is like six months older than me, seven months older than me. So, Val, you seem distracted. Are you well? Is everything okay? You, I feel like sorry. You're trying to get some Fred Durst shit going on here. I yeah. fell down a rabbit hole on Cameo, and I was disappointed to learn that uh, Fred Durst uh, was in fact not on Cameo, which is shocking to me. I would have thought that Fred Durst would be like one of those like amazing like fifty dollar cameos, sixty dollar cameos that you can get. Like, for example, Jamie Kennedy, who's $50. I don't know if you guys remember Jamie Kennedy. Do not. Yeah, he was a comedian. He did really bad stuff. Oh, he's a terrible comedian. But you could get him to say, uh, you're watching The Honest Wargamer. <laughs> I'm Jamie Kennedy, $50. I don't want that. I never want that. <laughs> Do not. Do not. Do I, was also just, I was having a uh, quick scan through the politics section, hoping that maybe... Ooh, Sean Spicer for two hundred bucks. Now nah, go fuck. Yourself. Do want, do want. Michael Michael Cohen for a hundred bucks. Have you guys ever heard Michael Cohen's uh, uh, podcast? No, it's incredible. It's called. Know. It's literally called Mea Culpa, and it's just him being like, "Okay, so I'm not saying that I didn't do anything. Okay, I was okay. I'm a bad guy. Okay, I did things for Trump, but you know, I'm, I I didn't pardon a bunch of a bunch of actual criminals." You're, I'm doing time. I'm doing time, and all these guys are getting off. It's just him complaining about how he went to jail and no one else did, and it's fantastic. I mean, I'm going to watch it, listen to it after, maybe, but probably not. It's um, a good 15-minute listen. You don't want to go longer than that. I, that's all I can do you in most days. just listen to it just with Val. Val yeah. could just redo all of them for us, re-record it. Val reads. May yeah. Galpa. Okay. <laughs> I want Schwarzenegger to introduce the show. That works. Um, so I've got a question for you both, if you don't mm-hmm. mind uh, it, for fielding a question. Uh, one of the things I'm, I'm doing later today is I'm writing the 40K Super Series pack, which is going to be quite fun. Um, okay. And I, I mentioned this last week, and uh, I wondered what your thoughts were on the ban phase, which we obviously uh, have instigated in Super Series. So Super Series, just to catch everyone up who may not know for some reason, uh, allows teams of four to play in a single elimination knockout tournament series. However, before the, before two teams play in the weekend, they're each allowed to ban five units from the game, which neither of the two teams, hey, folks, are, neither of the two teams are able to play uh, for that singular matchup. Only exists for that singular matchup. Now, one of the things that in the Age of Sigmar Super Series, we've got quite, uh, we have this thing where if you ban a unit and you can't ban battle line units, uh, if you ban a unit, then you uh, can no longer ban uh, a unit from that faction. So that's quite cool. So if you banned, let's say, Reavers from our Death Deacon, not that you would, uh, then uh, you wouldn't be allowed to ban anything else. Uh, And that applies to both teams. I don't think that works in the 40k setting because of just how large Space Marines are as a force. What do you think? If you banned the Apothecary, um, most Space Marine armies would just fail to function afterwards. Do you think? 
Oh yeah, there's there's units you can definitely ban in most of these factions. Um, like Marines have this giant codex of good things, um, but as new codexes have come out, they're starting to become eclipsed. Right, like we're looking at Dark Angels now as kind of like the go-to uh, Marine faction because the rest aren't performing. They have to rethink how they play the game. I mean, it's getting worse and worse for them at least because now we have Drakari coming out that play significantly differently from Dark Angels and Death Guard. Um, which are kind of which have already kind of bullied a lot of the lists that that worked. Um, so yeah, I think you could legitimately still just say you get to pick one. Maybe if you're if you're really that into it, you say two for Marines, um, or you just say like you count the supplements as their own separate books, so you can still pick stuff out of other supplements, which you'd probably have to do since. Um, the like the Codex supplement books, especially the the ninth edition ones, rely more on firstborn stuff than the core stuff. The core ones do, but yeah, I think you could easily just say still do one. Like the Apothecary is a linchpin of a lot of Marine lists. Um, some of them rely on Inceptors a little more, but not really even anymore because um, re- damage reduction is a thing. Um, Redemptors would would f up a lot of people's strategies. I really think you could just still stick with one and it would be perfectly fine. And you would still see people going into that Marine uh, just to hit one of these key like units that a lot of people are using. So, uh, but so we would be banning... Didn't we, so uh, of, oh, go on, Val, after you. Feel free. I was going to say, that, didn't we throw out the idea of banning a Battlefield role in general for 40k? I think because I, I don't think that necessarily works in the same way that... You, I think you want to try and create like a strategy around like... Hit, like it's meant to be, it, it's a tricky way of pretending that we're not doing comp but pseudo comp and letting the teams really do it and then the, the whole <laughs> purpose is to always produce diversity so one team plays another team over a weekend and you end up with a more diverse meta than if you were going to singles event week in week out obviously book releases obviously change meta around significantly a lot of the time um but uh this is more de- this is more designed from like a tactical role and looking at players who already play really well with the faction x and then maybe trying to hamstring them from the opposing team, I feel, is like the fun element of it. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like that's the the kind of purpose of it. It's meant to be an additional uh, added strategy. So you go kind of those three pillars of the strategic play. You go through the ban phase, you go through the list writing phase, and then you go through the draw phase uh, before you actually get to the matches. So there's those kind of like three swing votes of like tactical play before you end up with a game. Um, I thought, so one of the things coming up is what about, like, that there are other apothecaries? Would you have banned the, oh yeah, Val, sorry, after you. I literally took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say you could consider banning data slates. Just ban the keyword. Or a keyword, If yeah. you want to go that route, which yeah. is fine. You say all apothecaries are gone. Boom. Sure. That's fine. Yeah, um, I think that works. Yeah, yeah. I think that you might want to make sense. exceptions, but that's up to you. Being maybe even not, maybe who gives a fuck? You say dreadnought's a keyword. If you don't like, you just can't run any of any variety. That's fine. Interesting. I wonder. Like, so I think the the problem I've had personally <laughs> thinking about how to set up the super series in the ban phase for forty k is that you like. So someone's brought up in the chat. As soon as you attack the marine book, like it, it's so huge. That like then when you look at something like Harlequins, that becomes problematic, right? Mm. Because yes, yeah, because they don't have very many units, right? Yeah, but not um, in the context of Eldari, though. But Harlequins have one of the best troop units in the game, and if you're not allowing banding of troops, I'm assuming in t- in terms of instead of battle line, yeah, um, agreed. Like 
and their dedicated transports. Um, like basically the only thing anybody's going to ban at Harlequins is probably just going to be Skyweavers. They're going to say Skyweavers are gone. So you're all foot now. Or if you allow dedicated transports to be banned, they might ban um, Star Weavers so that people can't do fusion boats. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's a big issue, really, um, for something like Harlequins or for something like Custodes. Because the other thing, um, unless you're forcing people to be monofaction, that just might be the kicker that says, okay, well, I'm going to um, do a mixed Ducari with uh, Harlequins and Craft Worlds, right? Um, so I really, because we, like, we so easily mix in and match in a quote unquote soup, uh, reality, I don't think that's a big deal at all. Just go for it. Live your dream. I don't see, if you're going to find a problem, the only way to find it is to actually do it rather than kind of, uh, kind of just kind of try to suppose, like, I don't see anything glaring right now off the top of my head. Keyword, you might need to like look a little deeper into, um, because not, like uh, some books, there's keywords that are like really prevalent, um, and you might like really screw over faction by saying keyword unless you're limiting that to marines. Um, but everybody else, yeah. But there's usually a like a unit type and then a specific unit keyword, right? There'd be like Primaris, and then there would be Intercessor in most cases. Well, it's, or it's assault just intercessor. It's just like well, you, it's one of those keywords on top of it. But you you wouldn't allow someone to ban troops, like so troops would always be safe. No, no, no. But what? Okay, so then use a different example. But like, like what I'm saying is like, there's like a broad like unit keyword, and there's usually a specific unit keyword. Yeah. So there's like, there's like they're price... all on the same. They're all on the same line, though. They're like on the say... same line. But what I'm saying is, you can be, you can go say you ban the specific keyword. You don't ban the broad group. So you couldn't ban all boys, you know, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. I keep using the wrong example, uh, the wrong That's word. Fine. Uh, That's fine. But no, but I mean, some of them, some of them would work if you'd use witches. Like witch is a keyword that's prevalent throughout the Drukari book, um, and it would ban a bunch of units if you did it. But you would still be able to use regular witches. Um, still, something you'd have to consider because you don't want to really. You're trying to limit mainly a couple data sheets by the sounds of things, rather than like a a whole swath of them. But also, it's 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 exciting, Pete, to hear you say that you think you can target specific bands. In the example that you were talking about with the apothecary, like for instance, uh, Pete in the chat just brought up uh, maybe banning the shadow seer, seer would be a good way to neuter Harley's. Yep. Yeah, uh, don't forget they're teams I... of four, so they're not teams of eight. So you're you're li me less likely to see obviously more and more. Um, uh, you you're almost always going to see a marine list, and I would I would cap it that you can only bring one marine list, of course. Yep because um, yep. that's that's the right way to go so like that's a way to already help produce diversity anyway and maybe taking harlequins out of a team format is nice like like if it was if you were to run your like top four like ass kicking um 40k armies right now maybe they'd be up there like drukari dark angels um uh like you know maybe they they'd be all up at that kind of top end sisters maybe so just maybe finding those key linchpin units that like really like make those units like other than troops, uh, it was kind mm -hmm. of what is what the super series is meant to meant to produce. Yeah. Because it, what it does is it creates the conversation around those units. That's what I've always liked about it. Like why, like you know, now someone saying the shadow seer going or you saying the apothecary going makes me go, what is it about? So to explain to me, what is it about the apothecary that makes them the linchpin of why those marine lists do well in your opinion? So a lot of um, marine lists, um, like they need that added durability um, because they're not as durable as you would think. Um, an apothecary provides a six up feel no pain to everybody within three inches. 
Um, if it's a primaris apothecary, you can take Vox Aspiritum to make it a six-inch bubble if you really want to, um, if you need that extra crutch. Um, they, as selfless healer, the warlord trait that you'll see in almost every list, they can um, res a, a unit for free every round. So, like, popping back up a 55-point Inceptor um, or, like, um, nobody's using them right now, Heavy Intercessor or anything, really, that's, like, a big boy. Bringing back an attack bike, uh, like, these are all things you can do. Um, so they, as a 80-point model to begin with, um, you're generally making your stuff back, like, easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy right away. Um, so an Apothecary is a, is a linchpin model in a lot of Space Marine armies. One of the things that made uh, Dark Angels even stronger, and a lot of people kind of thought it was icing on the cake, was that all of their Apothecaries had a 6-inch aura until it got FAQ'd, um, which, thank God, it did, because that was also very frustrating. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of units like that. I mean, if we, we can go in deep onto the Shadow Seer, the Shadow Seer has a number of buffs and debuffs that make it extremely good in a Harlequins matchup and really screw up your math. Um, like uh, giving minus one to wound in a bubble, minus six inch range um, on weapons. Like there's a lot of tricks that you get out of a Shadow Seer and a Harlequins unit. I'm not sure that's what I like if we want to get into like what I would do if I knew my opponent's team had a very strong Harlequin player. Um, I don't think I would ban that even because I know what that's capable of. I would ban um, something to force them to skew if they wanted to play that army. So I knew which way they had to skew, right? Harlequins only can skew really one of two ways. It's all troops or they go all, or they have a bunch I of Skyweavers and some troops. I, I think the, the, the problematic conversation here is is the two polar opposites that we are discussing. Harlequins versus Marines in the, yep. I've got five but things. Marines... There are certain things you ban and they have to skew the other way regardless, right? Because now they're like, well, do I take uh, a heavy infantry uh, army? Um, do I have to go with more speed now? Because I can't just stand around with my apothecary and get that six up, feel no pain and brez guys every turn. Um, like there's a lot of a lot to think about there. I love the idea of bans and um, I don't think it's that like I, I do like the idea of going to keyword maybe for Marines in particular, just so that you you delete more. Uh, more sheets in one go, but yeah. um, I don't think it's that big of a hit to some of these factions that maybe have sm uh, like then we think for for some of these like smaller um, uh, pools uh, like is what I'm why, trying to say. Why don't you reach out to because um, another thing I was just thinking is like if you only have one um, like you say you only have one Space Marine Codex, so I assume you're you're saying that there's only one Adeptus Astartes you know based army that you're allowed to bring. Um. Yeah. So you, you probably need to go keyword because otherwise, you'll just take one of the supplements or books that doesn't get impacted by that. Well, even then, you're probably going to have to do multiple bands just to to hit the different supplements if you're going to go that route, right? So, um, I think because... I think the marine one is almost it's it's almost it's it. I think it's probably good thinking about it. the real conversation on the the table for everyone is. What's the best way to do it so that like it adds a tactical element to it? And I think the Marine book itself is almost just like kind of let it do what it wants. And really, maybe you're like looking at the other the other factions and what's going on there. I don't know we're early into the matter, but I think um, I think that makes quite an interesting game wholesale. Like I think someone earlier on talked about uh, uh, banning raiders for Dark Eldar. Uh, yeah, so that like so huge. The, yeah, huge. That would huge, be huge. huge, huge. Yeah, huge. Um, and the, the fact that the Marines are always going to be versatile and you can't really attack them. I think, uh, but then once you, so someone in the chat is a little bit confused, so I'll, I'll make it clear. The conversation yeah, we're at is, is do, I, is do I let 
everyone banned from any book or do we have what we've already got in place for the Sigma Super Series, which is once a book has had a ban applied to it, it's no longer allowed to have anything applied to it? Because then you can apply safety bans. So let's say you want to bring Dark Eldar, you end up banning something that is rubbish or that you don't plan on playing, which is a, a nice way of doing it. Like, is, is a Sylphs still in it? Is a Sylph still uh, in the codex? Uh, the Slith from yeah, Dark Slith. Eldar? Yeah, yeah, they exist. They're actually yeah. quite good. Oh, shit. They're very good. <laughs> well, don't bother um, then. <laughs> the Court of the Archon is is really strong because it's super cheap. For You get like 150 points for 15, 16 wounds. The five up feel no pain, usually an invuln save. Um, like, it's super cheap. 120 okay, so, points, actually. So anyway. not then, then. I think, uh, I think the way to, to do it, Rob, would be like, just go to your extensive ETC um, network and be like, hey, I need six people to play test a rule set who wants to just ban units and see what happens. What would you do if you were in this scenario? Or sorry, eight people. Um, and then just literally just play test it a little bit. That's the plan. That's the plan. But I, what I wanted to do was kick the a conversation out into the public with yep. you guys. Um, and also just get your thoughts on it generally. Like we don't really catch up other than here. So I just kind of wanted uh, before, because the Sigma one took a lot of playtesting and thoughts. I spent months on it. Uh, which is why I'm starting early now for the the 40k one, because uh, more than likely it won't kick off until like after midsummer, really. So um, not the film, of course. Uh, my, I would never watch that; it's too scary. My general take is like it's it's the butterfly flapping its wings effect. Like so, if you're if you're banning, you know what, eight total units across both over eight different books, like you are changing the meta no matter what, right? So you are gonna have. Um, you are going to have the impact that you want because I think as Pete's trying to point out, like even small changes or even like what might seem like an innocuous unit will significantly change what makes a particular list strong. I think the same thing applies as it would in Sigmar. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe one of the differences too is just like the amount of books. I don't know if you if you're not counting the Astartes as supplements. I don't know how much of a like how many more 40k books there are than Sigmar books. That might be a thing. Um, about the if same, you, I think. Is there's it? Not, yeah, I don't think there's more. If you count Marines as one? If you count Marines as one, I don't think there's more. Especially because now you count Marines as one, right? Like, it's huge, uh, a one. And, like, yeah, there's, I think there's maybe more Sigma books. I'll have to actually do the math on that. There's 22, 23 Sigma codexes, battle terms. So it'd be very close then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when you're banning 10, then it's only half of the field. So there's still like a whole bunch of stuff that isn't. The really what it's meant to do is it's meant to cap out problem units, like if you want them to be a problem unit. But if you like, if you're the first guy to get the first ban in, then you're laughing. Then you're like, cool, I'm bringing, I'm bringing Dark Eldar. I'm gonna ban the thing that's rubbish, and I'm gonna bring my like kick-ass Dark Eldar list. I'm good. Yeah, I like. Or if we we want to play with our Dark Angels, we just ban something like that we're never gonna take, even if they are good, like the Servo Turret. Cool. And then all of Marines are free to play. And then you, you like it's still there's still a broad game, like it's still huge. It's really just meant to give teams some sort of like and then what like some sort of tactical element, but also most importantly, give the audience this is what it's geared up for give the audience talking points like why would you ban that? Like, what's the conversation around that unit? Because some people aren't savvy, some people aren't up to date with, with why the thing's good. And normally, the conversation happens after the event, so the event happens and someone beats someone. Uh, like Pablo, uh, for instance, this weekend. Like we now have had a conversation about the Megara and the Knights because in post analysis you're having the conversation. 
but it, it allows you to have some sort of like pre-analysis of stuff that's good in codexes, which I think is quite nice. So yeah, anyway, well, thanks for that. thanks. Um, oh yeah, bands that also target players are also fun. Yes, Warhammer Rob, that's something that we saw in the Age of Sigmar community. They were just like, that guy only plays that army. Fuck his unit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of where I was going with this kind of Harlequin idea, right? Like, if this gets to be where it's supposed to be, I imagine, you're going to know the teams you're up against. You know what they play um, for the most part. And then now you're just shutting down play styles um, with your picks. So it it, 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 uh, it changes like how much you have to worry about what's getting picked and what's not getting picked. But anyway. I, the teams also uh, who've been through the process so far said that they loved it. They said it was like incredibly fun, uh, and they loved it. And, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm I'm quite excited for that. Let's anyway. do it. Let's do it what would you, I like that. I like that it creates like a really custom format and and content that is specific even to that week for you to to talk about. So it like immediately creates cool narratives, and uh, I really really love the concept. I like the concept of banning stuff in general, and I don't understand why 40k doesn't do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, even on, as part of the format, I think it's really cool, especially because this is for broadcast. Like this isn't, this is, this is something that you've created to actually make as a show. And so I think it works really well to create intrigue and also like a little tension too, because like players might be upset about like X unit getting banned. And, and so anyway, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. I think don't overthink it. I think it's going to work just, just, I think it's going to work perfectly fine for 40k is basically my point. Uh, so, Borneo Manchester asked, "Have you counted how the, these bands skew data?" I think they won't. In it, there won't be enough game repetitions over the course of a super series um, between eight teams to ever produce enough data um, at all. I wonder, Val uh, and Falcon, uh, if you'd like to play a game of bands um, uh, like Val. I know you absorb some content, and it doesn't have to be. You don't have to win this this round. Uh, but if you'd but like to pick yourself a team each of three co-members. Um, uh, for your team, uh, and then uh, see who you might ban or what units you might ban. Uh, this would be a fun little game if you guys are so inclined to give it a try. You don't have to. Um, just l- just like off the cuff. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. You can. Oh I mean, you can. Some content creators are out there who you watch. Uh, just pick them in your team. Or not. Like right now. Uh, what? Like right now. Or we do can do it right next now. week. Or we'll do it next week. How about we do it next week instead? I mean, I can do it right now, but sure, if we want to do it next week, that's cool. Okay, we'll give, do it next week. We'll put, some, some we'll put some plan. We'll put some planning in if you want. Val, you can turn up with a team. Pete, you can turn up with a team, and you guys could uh, you could you can fake ban against each other if you fancy it. Because I'd be fascinated okay. to know who you who you'd pick for your team. Who would you who are you thinking for your team is kind of a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got this. No, no I'm not going to say. Oh, I mean, Val's just going to go to. They're like the Art of War guys and be like, please be on my team. <laughs> All of you. That's so, okay. You. I'm, 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 not, I'm just not as busy filleting people on the Best in Faction podcast Discord. So, you know. Please don't. Oh, guys. Are those the guys you. with the, the bad terrain? Have they got an offensive? With pod? Who? Yeah, those guys. They did like a little RTT in Colin's house. Terrain oh, okay. seemed fine. That doesn't count then, does it? Yeah, okay. No. All right, that's fine. Um, so Gitley says, my team is Bridger, Bone, and Beard, the B team. B team. team, yeah. <laughs> I like it. As much lower than the B team. Uh, <laughs> that's true. All right, well, it's getting late, isn't it? So sorry, I'll just uh, just notice that. So uh, have you got any kind of 
uh, roundup, final thoughts before we head out for today? I have a plug. Oh, yeah. Go for it. So, shameless plug, because this guy has very few YouTube followers, and I think he's one of the most brilliant 40K content creators that exists. And every time I see his videos, I'm like, it is criminal that this guy doesn't have a bigger following. So I encourage every single person here to, to look up on YouTube, Billion Dollar Clown Farm, um, which is... It is just some of the most original and awesome 40K. It's a lot of hobby content, and he's a, he's a really cool orc player. I've met him. Uh, his name's Tyler Russo. Um, he's a former Onion writer, actually, uh, mm -hmm. so he's got like a really good sense of humor. Um, and, uh, like, for example, he did a battle report that they filmed in the middle of a national park, like a desert national park in the United States in the middle of the night, uh, which was kind of – it's like a full battle report, too. It's not even, like, just a joke. Um, there's, uh, and he's got like a lot of really hilarious and weird, he's just a very funny, weird, uh, content producer and he makes great stuff. So well, and his orc in. army is gorgeous. His orc army is, his orc army is absolutely gorgeous. He's orc stodies as, uh, and they're just absolutely incredible. Also orc blood angels. Like, he also has like, he has like this like weird, like, uh, teddy bear dread, like, uh, dreadnought, like orc dreadnought army. All of his stuff yeah. is orcs at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, but it's all, but it's sort of all like yeah. orked up con conversions from other armies and stuff, and they're just they look super good. What is the channel name so we can find the link for the chat? Billion Dollar Clown Farm. <laughs> Darker Design says that channel sounds like it's crypto scabbing and borderline fascism. <laughs> I mean, he's also not wrong. I would say it's none of those things, but go yeah. for it. There we go. There's a link in the chat. Million Dollar Baby. Let's go find. Let's go look. Uh, what's his thumbnails like? Exciting, interesting ones. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't even know if he does thumbnails. He's the type of guy who probably has black nail polish. <laughs> trying to remember because I've met him a few times. Um, maybe? I think so. Not something he's I quite a lot. He's got quite a lot of subscribers. He's doing well. Um, I just feel like all of his videos should have a million views. <laughs> I think he's awesome. <laughs> all right, that's fair. All right, uh, Pete, you got any shout-outs for today? No, no shout-outs today, boy. No, no. <laughs> nah, bye. Boy kind of made me feel emasculated and turned on at the same time, so I appreciate you. Uh, That's how we do things. That's how we do <laughs> things on the East Coast. Uh, right, I'm going to... Uh, who wants to choose who we raid today between the two of you? Um, oh. Uh, what are the options here? Well, the, the options, options are... The options are is raid a Warhammer person or raid something weird... In just chatting, <laughs> I'm panicking because I'm trying to find I'm trying to find how to find things. Oh no! Your choice. Mm. You just got you got to choose between those two, and then we'll go down the rabbit hole. Take us uh, down let's the go, road. Let's, let's find like a lonely Warhammer person. Okay. All right. Oh, uh, Manchild requested adjacent, so just chatting. Let's go just chatting. Okay. Okay. That is the the weird weirdo town. That's probably a better category for us. Okay. Uh, there is... <laughs> there is a man uh, called Papa Pixels who seems to be doing a dance workout video uh, in a very Val Heffelfinger shirt. Uh, there is it. obviously many girls talking about something, uh, but we're kind of avoiding that. Oh, uh, there's someone called Doom the New Wish, who Pete, I think, might be up your street. Uh, he's uh, 
Uh, he's an oddball. Uh, and there's the Bad Food Network. I don't know if you've ever watched that. Um, any of these taking your fancy so far? Let me know. Dude, just dive in. Let's go. Just Which one? All of them. Uh, aerobics guy. Okay. I've decided I don't know to why we're do not that. doing that. I, I think ones. I've chosen something that makes a lot more sense, and this is going to be really fun. So uh, let's go raid these guys. Uh, they look like they play a lot of Warhammer, so... <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you everyone for tuning in you're all brilliant um uh thank you to you two you're wonderful kind human beings who i love loads and loads so thanks for being here See you it was soon. mostly a pleasure <laughs> bye bye bye